Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hello. Wow, I did not want to start recording this episode because this week's Teen Mom was a stinker. This was a really bad episode. Like, I... (laughs) A really bad episode. I did either last week or a couple weeks ago um, ask for some teen mom ask me anything questions on Instagram that I didn't answer. So I guess I will go over a few of them at the end because like nothing happened this week. I can't believe that they put Amber um, talking about a troll like that was her whole segment in the same episode as Macy's annual PCOS episode, which is really like, come on, that's too much. I just, (laughs) like, if you're going to give us an episode where Amber's entire segment is her being called fat online, then like, I also need some drama from the Edwards family. Like you, I need a balance here. I can't just have both of them in one episode. Um, But before we get started, some Teen Mom news. Oh, we found out that Nate and Ashley broke up for good, supposedly. The Ashley is saying that Nate has moved out of Florida. He moved to Tennessee where his mom is, which is still significantly far from his kids. I think it's still like eight hours away from his kids. So questions. But I mean, I guess I understand why he would go and move with his parents as opposed to just moving to North Carolina or South Carolina, where I think Emery, his daughter, lives in South Carolina. Um, And obviously Kaiser is in North Carolina. But he has moved out from Ashley's house and apparently has a new girlfriend. (laughs) I don't know. Her Instagram still is like all pictures of Nate. The most recent picture is a pic of her and Nate and her talking about how much she loves him. I don't know. I haven't really been in a relationship in like the heavy Instagram age. So I don't know what I would do if like my whole Instagram, every picture that I posted on Instagram was with a boyfriend and then we broke up. Like, I don't know if I would necessarily go back and like archive them all or delete them. But I do feel like I would at least not want my most recent picture to be about how much I love him. (laughs) Of course, Nate already has a new girlfriend. I mean, is that a surprise to anybody? If it is, it shouldn't be Nate. That's just what he does. I mean, remember, he got that restraining order for stalking that girl while he was dating Ashley. Like, Nate, Nate keeps it moving, you know? So, I mean, I personally, like, I hope that this means good things for Ashley, I hope that this means that Ashley is moving on healthily from Nate. I hope that she's using this to, um, you know, heal and reflect on why she dated Nate for three years, four years. I really just hope that, I hope that she makes some choices to change. Ashley escaped with her life. And for that, I say, good. I hope that she... You know, I hope that she had a wake up call, a come to Jesus moment, and she decides to make some changes. So that's it for Nate and Ashley. I mean, hopefully we don't have to talk about Ashley ever again on this podcast. I'm looking forward to Nate premiering with this new girl. You know, it's unfortunate that we won't get to see her on Teen Mom, but it is what it is. 
So the other news is that Amber has announced that she will be going to college. She posted that she was accepted into Purdue University. And I was like, wow, that's fucking great. I mean, Purdue's a good school. Like, that's crazy. Good for her. I looked into it a little more. It does seem that she was admitted into what's called Purdue Global University, which um, according to Wikipedia, (laughs) because I did do a wiki, you know, a little wiki dive into this. Basically, Purdue University, University of Purdue, I think it's Purdue University, um, which is a public school in Indiana. It's a good school. They bought out a Kaplan University campus and took basically all of like the infrastructure of Kaplan University. If you don't know what Kaplan University is, it's a for-profit. Um, I think they do bachelor degrees. Does Kaplan do bachelor degrees? I don't know. But it's like a for-profit tech school, like an ITT tech or like a culinary arts, like that type of thing. Um, they can can be a scam because it's like a for-profit university but it also can be like a good option for people that need to get like tech certified but I feel like Kaplan got into some hot water for being scammy I can't remember for sure but Purdue bought out this campus in the infrastructure and essentially opened a like online university that's like Phoenix University or what's that one like Southern New Hampshire University, I think is what it's called. Basically, they are fully accredited, legit schools. They just kind of let anybody in. It's more like a community college, but you can get a bachelor's. They're usually geared towards working adults. Um, The programs are usually specifically like geared towards a career track. Like you're not just going for English, you're going for whatever. I did notice Amber said that in hers, she said that she was going for, what is this exactly? Let me see. I posted a lot on Instagram in the last couple of days. Okay. She said in psychology, uh, bachelor's of science in psychology and applied behavior analysis, which I be- honestly, I don't really know what applied behavior analysis is. I would have to spend a little, a little time as in like two minutes looking it up. But I did think that was kind of weird because usually if like you're just going to a normal university, you would just be going for psychology. And so it makes sense that that's like more of a career track. I think applied behavior analysis has to do with working with children with autism. Now, here's my thoughts on this. I think, well, one, it's like, I don't really care if she's saying she's going to Purdue, but really she's going to Purdue Global University. Like, I, I truly don't give a fuck about that. My thing is, is I, okay, do I think that she should be working with people that have autism. No, of course not. Do I think that Amber going to school could be really good for her? Yes. Yes, I do. Um, Is there a lot to be said about how everybody that gets a psychology degree, like actually just has mental illness and is trying to figure themselves out? Sure. Could that be applied to present company, Liz Bentley, who's getting a master's in social work? Yeah, babe. Like, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Is everybody in my program, like, suffering from mental illness? Sure. (laughs) I do think there's something to be said about the fact that, like, when you have mental health issues, it is really alluring, the idea that, like, you could learn more about it. And it's also just, it's something that you're interested in. The reality is, like, when you have mental health stuff, I'm speaking for myself, I guess, um, you become, a lot of times you become really interested in learning more about it because, like, 
a lot of your life is dictated by your mental health, you know? So like it starts to become an interest of yours. Um, Just like I've noticed a lot of people who have like uh, eating disorders will get like nutrition degrees in college. Not everybody, of course, but I personally have known quite a few people who have done that track. I think it's just like when there's something that you really takes up a lot of time in your life, takes up a lot of mental space. It's just something that you end up like caring a lot about. And so it makes sense that you would then want to go to school and learn about it. Um, I don't think Amber's ever going to work anywhere, to be honest. Like, I don't really see Amber having a job. I don't think that's really for Amber. But I do think school could be really good for her um, because I think that like she has never had a sense of purpose ever, um, which is sad. I mean, she's in her 30s now and she because I think Amber's only a year younger than me. I think Amber was born in 89. So, you know, Amber's like rounding the corner on 32 and I think that she's like never had any sort of purpose and I think not having any sort of purpose feeds a lot into what we see is her lazy behavior. I'm not saying that she's not lazy, but I do think like a big part of that is like she has no reason not to be lazy. You know, like she doesn't need to have ambition because of what her career is. And I also think that like Amber lacks a lot of self-confidence. I think we know that. And I think I've like talked about it on this podcast that I really think that Amber would benefit a lot from having a job or going to school. I mean, just like having a job working as a hostess in a restaurant. Like, I think that Amber would really benefit from, like, having to wake up every day, doing something, going somewhere, and also, like, just feeling pride in her ability to do work. I think that she would really get a lot out of that. And I think that Amber actually is into reading, and I think Amber's, like, Amber fancies herself a philosopher. (laughs) Like, like do I, I, how much does Amber actually read? I don't know. You know, I don't really know. But I do think that, like, if she found something that she liked, she could be good at school. Like, if she, if she wants to, I think she could be okay at school. I don't think Amber's stupid. I don't. I think that Amber has a lot of mental health issues. I would guess she also probably has learning disabilities, you know, that all kind of go hand in hand. I think that she grew up in a really unstable home. I think that she was a drug addict from a very young age. And all of that kind of makes school really hard. And so I think like if Amber could like go to school and like actually learn how to succeed, like if Amber could really I think that she could really benefit from like being in classes with people and talking with people. And even if it is online, like I just think she could get a lot of a sense of accomplishment about it. Like, will she stick with it? I don't know. School's hard. You know, going to school online is really hard, as I've definitely talked about on this podcast. Like not so much like Zoom University, what I'm doing right now, because you what I'm doing is the same as what you would be doing if you sat in class. You just sit in class at your house on Zoom. But like online programs tend to be hard. Online classes actually tend to be quite hard. I am taking an online class in the fall, but the only reason I'm doing it is because it's with my favorite professor and she's a fucking angel. And I trust that it won't be too much. Like I, I just love her so much. But, you know, online classes are hard. Online classes are always more work. But I think that I hope that she can, like, benefit from this. Do I think that she will ever be able to, like, get a job in a behavioral field? Like, probably not, you know? I do think um, somebody did leave a comment about 
abusers getting degrees in psychology can be kind of scary. And to that, I totally agree. I think that's like totally a valid concern. Um, the idea that like she could be learning basically how to become a better abuser, which is actually what happens in therapy quite a lot. When abusers go to therapy, they can learn how to manipulate better via therapy. So that is a little scary. Sure. I just like, I just want Amber to be doing something. Like Amber to me is one of the saddest people on Teen Mom because she has nothing in her life. Like her life is sad. She doesn't have custody of her kids. She doesn't have a relationship. She doesn't have friends. Like she seems to have no fulfilling relationships at all. I think that she sleeps all day. I think that then she wakes up and smokes pot the rest of the night, maybe takes Xanax or whatever her, whatever she can get a doctor to prescribe to her. And like, I don't think she leaves her house. I think she probably just like orders a lot of takeout food. Her life is really, really sad to me. And I think that she is somebody that could really benefit from like doing something outside of her house. Because even in like the other cases where I feel like the girl's lives are a mess, like at least they have some things going on. Like even Janelle, you know, like even Janelle isn't in a super abusive relationship, but she does have her kids there. She does do stuff. She does her TikTok dances and like even Janelle does some shit. Like Amber seems to do nothing with her time. And that is really depressing to me. Um, Her life seems really depressing. I just think that she could really benefit from going and doing something outside of her comfort zone. So to Amber, I wish you best of luck. I also like don't believe in, I mean, I have done this in the past and I'm trying to not do this anymore. Like all we do is sit around and shit on these teen moms for not doing anything. And then the minute they say they're going to do something, the fandom's like, you're a fucking idiot. You're not going to do that. Go fuck yourself, you fucking idiot. Like, I I just don't, like, all we do is sit here and say that Amber needs to get off her couch and do something. So she announces she's going to do something. And so, like, I think that we should be like, cool, good luck. I hope that works. Like, I think that we should encourage that. I mean, not that Amber's listening to this. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you know, it's the same thing with Kate. Everyone's like that fucking lazy bitch. And then she, like, wants to do something. Everyone's like, she's an idiot for even trying. Like, I think that we should encourage people. If we're going to sit here and say that people should do something, then we should at least, like, give them credit for trying to do it. So that's where I am with that. Mazel tov to Amber. I hope that she really does find something to be happy about with that. I think that's it for like what happened in the news this week because there really was not that much news this week. Oh, I'm recording. So I did get my computer back. Thank God, even though I still hate this Mac, <laughs> but but it is really nice to have like a nice computer back. The screen resolution was just so bad, but I'm recording this on the backup laptop because I just want to use Audacity. I just... You know, every week I'm going to teach myself GarageBand and every week I just don't want to. The fact is like I'm busy. (laughs) I wrote two papers this week. I'm recording another podcast tonight. I recorded a podcast on Thursday. Oh, right. That job that I work. Um, I just don't have the mental capacity to teach that to myself. But I forgot that I took notes on the Mac, obviously, because that's my computer. So I have to pull that up. But this was just like such a dull episode. I guess we'll start with Amber because we're talking about her right now. Like I wrote like four notes for her. I, I cannot 
believe that this was her storyline. Here's Amber's storyline. She starts with her voiceover being like, I'm a real independent woman, but last night I was challenged. Okay. A face, a face mask. A producer comes over and I have questions about these face masks that they're wearing. I noticed Kate was in them. They are, so they're like, they're not the face shields, right, that go over your eyes. They're these plastic face masks that cover the nose and cover the mouth, but then come, like, they just, like, hang down. Um, So isn't all of your air just, like, getting pushed down under the mask and still coming out? Like, I thought the point of the face mask is that, like, there's no air coming into it, so it's just, like, I mean, I honestly don't know how masks work. Like, what am I pretending that I know how this works? But I don't really get these face masks. I don't get them. And they also look really fucking weird. I mean, I guess they're good um, for reading lips purposes. I know that it's been really, really challenging for people that are hard of hearing or deaf who rely on reading lips. I I can't even imagine because it's hard enough for me who is hearing to hear people through their masks sometimes. I, oh my God, like be a Wawa. I'll have a headphone in, you know, just one AirPod. I'm like already not paying attention. The person speaking behind their mask or their devil mask and I can't hear them at all. So I can't imagine how hard it is for somebody that is hard of hearing. But so I guess that's good because I haven't seen any other really good like clear face masks that don't, um, what are they? What's that word? Fog up. And these don't look like they fog up because the air comes out of the bottom. So that's probably helpful, but a producer comes over and basically they talk about the fact that somebody called Amber a fat bitch, essentially, and they talk a lot about the fact that it's a woman that called her that and how all women are supposed to support each other. Like, I feel like every time Amber gets online, someone tells her to kill herself, so I don't really understand why they specifically picked this comment to talk about. Look, I'm not saying it's not hurtful because it is hurtful. Actually, just this week, I was talking with somebody who also does a podcast and I won't say their name in case they like don't want this to be out there. But they were like, hey, I feel like you have a pretty good grip on like not taking what people say to you on the internet so seriously. Like, do you have advice for me? And I was like, well, I don't know, like, if I really do, but basically she was specifically asking about podcast reviews, and she, like, sent me a screenshot of one that was, like, pretty mean and was like, I don't know how to not take this personally. And I was like, you don't not take it personally. Like, you just don't look. (laughs) Like, like what that says is mean, and you would not be human if you didn't take that personally. Like, they're trying to hurt your feelings. Like, just stop looking at it, which is what I do. I don't look at my podcast reviews. Like, if you want to fucking come at me in a podcast review, fine. By the way, if you've never rated or reviewed this podcast, you should go leave me five stars in a nice review. And if you want to read some people fucking tearing into me and calling me all types of terrible names, you can also just peruse through these reviews. Uh, lots of comments about how I'm fat, how I'm ugly, how I'm stupid, how I'm a bitch. Lots of comments like that. Lots of reviews like that. Um, Because that, you know... My weight has to do with, like, how I make a podcast, right? (laughs) So stupid. But I was like, yeah, I just don't read those. And she's like, well, I feel like somebody should be reading them. And I'm like, why? I mean, here's the thing. Like, if somebody had actually, like, constructive criticism, they probably wouldn't be leaving it in a podcast review. And the reality is, is, like, if I wanted to change 
my podcast based on constructive criticism, I would be seeking it out. Um, I wouldn't be just like reading the reviews to hopefully, hopefully get some ideas on what I should do. And so I'm not saying that like Amber shouldn't be hurt by this because it's hurtful. Like what this person said to Amber is hurtful. But at the same time, like they all get this, like anybody who goes on the internet gets this, like I like I just don't get why they decide to make this a storyline. Um, also, like Amber says way worse shit than that. Like I heard those tapes of her calling Andrew a dumb fat fuck. Like she, Amber's a bully, so you know, like watching bullies get bullied and then the bully is like sad about it doesn't really make me feel for her. Like, I don't really feel for Amber because Amber's a bully. And, like, you mean to tell me that Amber won't call another bitch fat if she's mad? Please. Please. Amber would come over here and call me, like, a fat fuck and punch me in the face. Like, I I just found this whole thing to be very silly. Um, I hate, I hate the conversation of how women should be supporting women so we can't call each other fat because it's, like, Yes, like women should be supporting other women and nobody should be body shaming each other. I just like this idea that like, and it's a woman who said it like, yeah, because we live in the patriarchy and we're trained our entire lives to come at one another and hate one another and attack one another. So like, I just hate when people like are like, and I cannot believe that another woman would say that like, I mean, it's one thing for a man to say, but can you believe a woman said it? It's like, well, yeah, I can. Because, like, that's what society teaches us to do. It's not, I don't know. I just, like, I don't like that conversation because I feel like it's missing um, critical thinking, I guess. (laughs) There's, like, a lot of critical thinking. I think there is a conversation to be had there about how women attack one another's looks. I do. Um, but I don't think necessarily Amber and this rando producer from MTV were constructively having it. I also just don't think it makes a ton of sense to, like, assume that all women are on the same team, you know? Like, I think that if we've learned anything from examining white feminism is that all women are absolutely not on the same team. I don't mean to laugh there. It's not funny. Um, But, like, especially white women and, you know, white women can be, well, not just white women, but... I mean, all women that are basically not black or indigenous can be very racist to black and indigenous people. And then white women are racist to all women that are not white in many ways. And so I think this like false narrative of like all women are together, like girl power is actually pretty harmful because what it's doing is like shutting down um, like conversation by women of color that are actively oppressed by white women. And I obviously know that's, like, not what Amber and her producer were, like, getting to with this and, like, that (laughs) maybe it should have been. But, like, I I get that that's not what this conversation particularly was about. I'm just saying, like, I think conversations like this are kind of stupid because they just require a lot more thought and they acquire a lot more uh, nuance. But Amber also talks to, like, some body positivity woman named Sean. I don't know. I don't know who the fuck that was. And they talked about how beautiful they are. And that's like literally it. And then the episode ends with Amber dancing around. It was so weird. It was so fucking weird. I, this is what Amber has going. And this is what I mean by like, I find Amber's life to be so depressing. Because here's the thing, like, 
Amber didn't even have a friend to talk to about this. They had to bring in a producer. Like, at least in another mom segment, they could, like, bring her girlfriend in or, like, her mom or an aunt or somebody. Like, Amber has no one to talk to in any of her scenes, and it's bleak. So that's it for Amber. I'm going to take a quick little break, and then we will talk about somebody else. I'm not sure who I want to talk about yet, though. Okay, before we get into it, I wrote this little note and I just see it now and I'm glad I see this. But um, if you are, if you are the Reddit user, TW, hi, I realized recently that I have not seen nor heard from you in quite a long time. And I sent you a message a couple months ago on Reddit and you didn't answer. And if you are still listening and you are happy and healthy, can you just send me a Reddit message? Because I hope you're okay. I just, I've never seen you like completely disappear from Reddit before. And I know that you listen to this. Um, so hi, I hope you are happy and everything's okay and healthy. I just was thinking about you. And the other day I realized like I had really not seen nor heard from you in quite a long time, so I hope you're okay. Okay, moving on from that, um, let's talk about Macy next, because it's her PCOS episode. Okay, okay, there's nothing to talk about. She runs a 5K. Uh, she does pee on herself during this 5K, which I found to be weird. Like, I'm not a runner. I don't run, but I do walk a lot. And I walk more than 5k regularly. In fact, I just made plans with a friend, Mark, because I like happen to not have very much reading this weekend. So I can like actually go and do something. I made plans to go on a walk with a friend tomorrow. And we will definitely be walking more than 5k um, and not peeing our pants. I like I... <laughs> I don't know. Macy also has three kids. So actually, maybe I shouldn't comment on this at all because that obviously can really mess up your bladder and changes uh, your body. So maybe it's because of that. But like she ran for 31 and a half minutes, I think was the end time. So I feel like if you run, if like, why would you pee yourself in 31 and a half minutes? I don't know. It just doesn't. <laughs> doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The one thing that I did find kind of crazy from this episode is that they got Ryan and Mac to talk about PCOS on camera. Was anyone else surprised by this? Macy's like, I want everyone to talk about it. And I mean everyone. And then we get a scene of Ryan to the gills high. Like, uh, that may be the highest we've ever seen Ryan besides the fact when he passed out when he was driving. Ryan was so high and they're basically just talking about like what PCOS is. Ryan's kind of being like, I don't understand why we need awareness. Like this is stupid. Like he's kind of like making fun of it a little bit, but Mackenzie's like really playing along and is like, now Ron, it's like cancer. Like we got to be aware of it. And like, I just hope that baby Stella never has to deal with that. Like it is the weirdest little segment. I was really surprised that Macy or that Mackenzie and Ryan were like willing to go along with talking about this that I just <laughs> was really surprised by that because they have not had you know a good relationship this season and I would think that Ryan and Mackenzie would be like yeah go fuck yourselves we're not going to talk about Macy's little illness on here but it, Ryan was obviously being an idiot but beyond that it was like I guess a nice scene I guess Ryan was so high okay who else is on that's literal. that's it that's it. That's all. That's all that happened this week. Taylor gave Macy $1,500 for running the 5k in under 33 minutes. 
Um, I will say, like, I was impressed that she ran the whole thing. Um, I don't run, and if I would have walked that 5K, as I said. So if she, she says she's not a runner, so I think it's pretty impressive that she just, like, got up and ran the whole thing and did it in 30 minutes. Like, I think that's pretty impressive. I Obviously, it's, like, not a fast time, but the fact that she did it, good for her. Like, good for you, Macy. Okay, let's talk about Kate, who, thank God, comes to the right conclusion at the end. Because this episode starts with her finishing up her training. She's talking to the lady that trained her, and they're talking about the fact that Kate's going to be opening her own salon. And I'm just like, girl, slow the fuck down. Slow down. Like, you do not need to go open your own salon. I think that a lot of this is, well, I do think part of this is definitely like we're on a TV show. So I'm pretending that I'm going to do this because it gives me an episode's worth of a storyline, like to go look at retail spaces with a realtor, which, by the way, all of those are pieces of shit. But rent is so cheap where they are. <laughs> they looked at a space for $750 a month. Like, damn, some cheap real estate but I do think like part of this is just the fact that like they need something to film her doing and pretending like she's going to open a microblading salon is one of is like something that they can do but I also think part of it is just like I think a lot of these uh people that are on this show have like a broken brain as far as success goes um how do I want to say this exactly? Like, I think that they have been rewarded for doing nothing since they were 16. Now, you guys know that I think they should actually make more more money than they make. Like, you guys know that I think that they don't get enough money. I think that being on the show is emotionally incredibly hard. I would never want to do it. Uh, as we were talking about, like, I can, I can't even read podcast reviews because they're too mean and I am a fucking nobody. Like, truly a nobody. So I can't imagine having millions of people like watching me on TV and then some bitch named Liz Bentley like fucking making a podcast just like ripping into me. Like I would never want that for myself. So I'm not saying that they don't do and like that they don't deserve the money because I personally think that they deserve even more money. Like I don't think that they've made enough money off of this show. And I know that's a controversial opinion, but I really think that <laughs> they should all be getting like a million dollars a season at least. But the reality is, is that, like, they haven't worked hard. You know, like, they haven't, it's hard emotionally to do, but I think we all know that, like, filling a reality show is not actually hard. Like, it's probably harder for me to, like, sit at my desk for nine hours a day, even though I have a very easy desk job. Like, they make a substantial out of a substantial amount of money for just being themselves and for doing very little work. And I think that that has like warped their brain because they it started when they were so young and they've like never worked other jobs and they have no other comparative experience. I think that this is true for like a lot of people in these what I call fast cash industries. Like if you're an influencer, I think that um like exotic dancing, like stripping can be like this where you just, which is obviously a much harder job than reality TV. That's not really what I mean, but I mean like you where a job where you make a 
ton of fucking money in a short amount of time compared to like making $20 an hour sitting at your desk. You know what I mean? Where you don't make nearly as much and you have to put in way more time where like a stripper goes to work over eight hours. I see this on TikTok and makes $2,000. Like I think that that type of work, I think dealing drugs is like this. Like I said, I think influencing is like this. I think that Content creating in general, like YouTube or even podcasting, if you manage to get yourself a successful podcast, like I can tell you, I make on Patreon, like very similar to what I make at my job. Now, I don't have benefits on Patreon and it could all go away at any moment, but like I do, you know, I make for an hour a week or more like two hours a week, I guess, of work, I make almost the same that I do going to work for 45 hours a week. Um, I technically work 45 hours a week because I work 8.30 to 5.30 with, I got an hour lunch break. I take it or I don't. I don't know. Um, But like I, you know, so it's, if you are used to that, like if I never had a desk job and I only ever like, like successfully podcast. Now, That doesn't count for the fact that I did feathers in my hair for very little amount of money for three years, you know, building my audience. And that's the only reason I was able to start a Patreon because I built this audience. And but like my Patreon's not even that big. Like there are people there making tens of thousand dollars a month. Like there are plenty of Patreons that have 5,000 subscribers at $5 a month, you know, like they're making a ton of money for not that much work. And I'm not saying it's no work because you do have to build your audience, but like I can't imagine if I was like 18 or 19 making that money and then suddenly I had to turn around and sit at a desk for 45 hours a fucking week to make the same amount of money. That would be really hard. And I think that in the cases of like the teen moms, they have really convinced themselves that like they got here via their hard work. And I think that that is the case for anybody who makes money like this, especially when they don't have anything to compare it to. I don't think that, you know, people that get these like easy money jobs um, later in life who have worked normal jobs and have perspective feel this way because they understand that this is like all kind of luck and that they would not be able to make this money doing anything else. But I think that like Caitlin and Tyler and everybody on this show thinks that they, they genuinely worked hard to like have this opportunity. So I think to them, they're like, well, if I open a salon, like it's going to be successful because I'm a hard worker. And like, I mean, look at what I did here. I'm rich. I really do think that like their brains are kind of fucked up from that. (laughs) Like, I think they have a brain disease from making too much money doing relatively little work from such a young age. Um, But thankfully, in the end, they decide like they're not going to do that. By the way, Did you notice how fucking beautiful it looked in Michigan? It's like peak fall Michigan in this episode. I miss fall so much. I don't know when it happened that I like turned into a person that does not like warm weather. I used to hate cold weather so much. And now I'm like dreading it getting warm again. I don't want it to be freezing. I don't want it to be snowing. But I just want to live somewhere where it's fall year round. Like that's all I want. I just want fall year round. It looked so pretty. That perfect crisp air. So nice. That's really it. She decides that she's going to wait and she's going to learn more. Also, COVID is rising. So she's like, maybe I shouldn't open a salon. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. That's probably a good idea. Oh my gosh. So stupid. Okay, so Mackenzie McKee is a fucking mess. (laughs) 
by the way, she posted something really funny on Twitter. I, like, love deep thoughts with Mackenzie McKay. This is what she posted. (laughs) I'm a little confused why people are upset with Dr. Seuss pulling books before knowing facts. If you read, Dr. Seuss was not candled. The own private company was becoming more educated on problems we as the minority can be blind to. I'm on my own journey of learning daily and pulled six of the books to stop printing and selling them due to racial photos and words. They choose this on their own because it was the right thing to do and should have been done long ago. These books were written long ago in a very awful time. Let's applaud them. (laughs) Now, does Mackenzie have a shockingly okay opinion on this? Sure. (laughs) I laughed so hard at not candled. (laughs) Also, what the fuck is she talking about when she says they're the own? Well, she's trying to say their own private company was becoming more educated on problems. Sure. We as the minority can be blind to. What minority does Mackenzie think she's in? Yes, do you? Th- she has to mean majority there, right? But that's even even like we as the majority is like kind of a weird way to phrase that. I also love her using the term racial, <laughs> racial photos. Consider we know she was scared to say the word black, like she's scared to call black people black. I'm sure she's scared to actually say the word racist and thinks racial is what she's supposed to be saying. Um, And I also love, like, these books were written long ago in a very awful time. (laughs) Just so fucking stupid. She's so stupid. It just makes me really laugh. I do love a world in which Mackenzie McKee decides she's woke and part of woke culture. That's a journey I want to go on with that dummy. Truly. So Mackenzie McKee moves to Florida. Um fine good I think that's a good idea there's a weird moment okay so she invited Josh but you know he wasn't coming so whatever she leaves with the keys the keys the kids in the car she as she's driving she's like you know what we're gonna do she's all the kids in the car we're gonna call nanny because whenever anything big in my life happens we call nanny now look I totally get it. I totally get calling and leaving a message like that. I it makes total, total sense to me. I have no criticism of that. I think that it was like kind of a weird moment to do it as she is driving and like starting to cry like pretty hard. I was like, maybe you shouldn't do that with three kids in the car, just like safety wise. (laughs) It's probably like not that safe that she's doing that. Um, I also think that Gannon looked confused by it. It doesn't seem like this is something that the kids are normally involved in, which I think that is probably confusing. Like, I this is, I really have no criticisms when it comes to her calling her mom to leave her mom messages. I think that makes total sense. Like, I think that there can be a lot of comfort in that. But I think it seemed to confuse the kids. So I was like, mm, okay. I don't know. It was just like a weird time to do it that she did it while they were driving. I don't know. I don't know. I just, Gannon looked confused. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Gannon looked confused. Gannon chilling in the front seat. So they spent three days driving to Florida. And by the end of the second day, oh, 
by the way, at the end of that phone call, she turns to Gannon because she's crying. She goes, these are happy tears. I'm not sad. I just really miss her. And I'm like, okay, so you say, these are happy tears. I'm not sad. But then you follow it up with the reason that you're crying is because of something sad. Just unclear messaging coming from Mackenzie. So she has Josh on speakerphone. It's like nighttime. They're driving. And as I said, Gannon's in the front seat. And they're talking about how much they miss each other. Um, Josh is like, I love you. I miss you so much. And she's like, me or the kids? And he's like, you. And she has this like fucking grin on her face. She's so happy. She's like, mm, okay. And then all of a sudden he's like, I love you. I love you so much. And then all of a sudden he's like, I want to be, she goes, I just want to be sure that you don't want to be with anybody else. Remember, she has him on speakerphone with her children in the car. Gannon, during this, now, (laughs) I don't know for sure if this is what was happening, but Gannon at this point is like rocking hard back and forth in his chair, his chair, his like car, his seat, um, just like slamming against the seatbelt and then slamming his back against the seat. I think he was feeling a little anxiety would be my guess. Like he looked like he was having a little anxiety moment. We know that Gannon has bad anxiety. Remember like last season he was having all of those issues with really bad anxiety attacks. So we know that Gannon's having anxiety and watching him like look kids move around. I'm not saying that like if your kid is rocking back and forth they're having anxiety. But considering he was like listening to his parents like discuss intimate details of the relationship and like hearing his mom like say no to his dad moving with them um and we know he already has anxiety plus they've been in the car all day he's moving to a new place which is probably really stressful I don't think they've talked enough about like the fact that she's moving those kids like away from their father and everything that they know it's like real la-di-da you know but this is like a major move especially for Gannon who's like seven Also, it's like the middle of the school year. She moved in like October. But Gannon like is violently, not violently, that's not a fair word, but like rocking back and forth very hard. Mackenzie doesn't notice at all. But basically, she's like, well, I just want to make sure that you want to be with me and not anybody else. But remember, remember, if you mention Josh being a loser on social media, Mackenzie says actually it's her fault and she's the one that she's on him all of the time. And yet, in these intimate moments at MTV Films, that never comes up. It's just her talking about him cheating. Have we noticed that? So, um, Mackenzie's like, well, I just really want you, like, I want to want you. And he's like, well, I'm coming to Florida. And she's like, no, I don't think it's a good time. I don't think you should be here. (laughs) So it's like not a conversation to have in front of your children. Like, Poor little Gannon is listening to his dad, like, beg to come live with him. And Mackenzie's like, no, I don't think it's a good time. And I think Mackenzie's right. Josh shouldn't be coming to live with her. But that's, it's a private conversation. She should be having a private conversation. Um, So they get to Florida. They scream. They're like, ah, I'm so happy. They move into a furnished house. It looks nice. It's a cute little Florida house. Mackenzie says buying a furnished house was the best decision she ever made. And I'm like, babe, you're renting that. But okay. And they're enrolled in school. She calls her sister and she's like, I did all of the things that mom usually did for me. And I'm like, girl, you are in your mid-20s. You have three children. 
and you didn't know how to enroll your kids in school because your mom was doing that for you. Angie set up a really weird dynamic with Mackenzie. Um, I also really like Whitney, her sister. I think she's very subdued and like not great on camera necessarily, but I think that she's really supportive of Mackenzie. I think that she has clearly taken on Angie's role in Mackenzie's life. I think, I mean, she looks significantly older than Mackenzie. I think she's at least 10 years older than Mackenzie, right? Like, that's rude, but she looks like she's 35 or 36. And Mackenzie, I think, is 25 or 26. So I would bet Whitney is 10 years older than her. And I think that Whitney has, I don't know, I think Whitney's nice without being critical on her, which I think Angie always was. And I think that it's nice that she's supportive of Josh not coming along with her because Mackenzie's like, I told Josh no. And her sister's like, good. I think he needed to hear that. I think he needed to know that you were serious. And but it's so obvious that she's going to let Josh come because she's like, well, I don't know. The kids miss their dad. (laughs) Also, like she had a grin from ear to ear on that phone call when he was like, I love you, Miss McKenzie. He's like, my wedding ring is staying on forever. These two, oh my God, they're so bad. Okay, let's wrap it up with Cheyenne. And then I have some questions I'm going to answer because I don't like to put out an episode that's only an hour long, you know? So Zach has moved in and they're pregnant. Yay. Uh, It's obviously very fast, like very fast. She goes out to dinner with her friends, but she doesn't want to tell them she's pregnant yet. So basically she's saying that she's doing like a sober October. Um... (laughs) I thought this was very funny. She's like, well, I talked to my mom and my mom said that like before you try and get pregnant, you should like detox your body, detox your womb. And her friend goes, how do you know if your womb's dirty? (laughs) Basically being like, that's bullshit. Um, They just talk about the fact, you know, her friend's like, well, do you want to get married first or do you want to have a kid first? And Cheyenne's like, look, I would like to have a marriage first and then the kid, but Ryder is turning four soon and I really want my kids to be close in age. I don't think that's a bad motivation. I don't think that's a good reason to have another kid, you know, like so fast. I get the reasoning behind wanting your kids to be close in age and four years is already a pretty significant age gap. You know, they won't ever be in the same school together. Like four years is a pretty big gap. It's not the end of the world or anything, but I get why you want your kids to be within four years of each other. But at the same time, like, girl, like, don't have a baby just because, because you want that baby to be a close in age to your child. Um, She says that Zach is, like, all in. Zach's wanted them to have a family since they were 16. Like, Zach sounds kind of pathetic. (laughs) But they're waiting until, um... They're waiting until her birthday to announce it. We do get a scene of Cheyenne having morning sickness and throwing up, which mm-mm, not into. Not I don't need to hear people throwing up ever. So they go to Newport Beach for a weekend. They stay in this pretty house. Zach gets her 30, 28 dozen flowers and a tennis bracelet. I'm curious about Zach's finances. What does Zach do for a living? Um, once my... <laughs> My old roommate, who had things like this happen to her a lot, um, had posted on Facebook or something about wanting flowers. And this creepy guy that we knew from, like, NA meetings, um, anonymously, we didn't find out for quite a while who it was, dropped off 12 dozen roses to her surfing job. It was so weird. (laughs) 
it was so creepy. Um, she's really pretty and just like tall and thin and blonde and very nice, like very nice. So I think that, um, unfortunately that attracts creeps. Like nothing she does attracts creeps. Like society has made it so creeps like are attracted to her. And these things happen. Like men just drop off 12 dozen roses to her work. 12 dozen flowers is a lot of flowers. We had so many. She gave away like six to people at work. Then we still had six dozen flowers at our apartment. Like there were so many. It was so weird. Um, Once she finally found out who they're from, she was like so creeped out. (laughs) So 28 dozen is crazy. I don't know what they did with 28 dozen roses. I don't really like roses. I especially don't like red roses. Some roses are pretty. Like they're I don't hate all roses. There can be very pretty uh, bouquets of roses. But if someone was getting me 12 dozen bouquets, I would not want them to be, well, 28 dozen, excuse me, bouquets, I would not want them to be roses. And even if you buy 28 dozen bouquets of roses from the grocery store where flowers are cheaper, like that's still a lot of money. And that tennis bracelet looked nice. Like I have questions. Does Zach work? Do we know anything about Zach? I'm sure I could find this out if I looked on her YouTube channel, which I keep telling myself I'm going to be doing, but I keep not watching it, you know? So they go out on a yacht to spend her birthday, which looks really nice. You guys know I fucking love Cheyenne's family and friends. I love them. Cheyenne looked beautiful. That dress she was in was beautiful. Cheyenne got her boobs done last summer and they look huge, huge. I'm sure she wasn't planning on getting pregnant so soon after she got them done because they look ginormous, I noticed in this dress. But her dress was so pretty and they announced to everybody that she's pregnant. And guys, why did I hysterically cry watching this? Like, I legit cried. So what they did was they got everybody little mugs that were like, you're going to be an auntie again. You're going to be a grandma again, like baby Davis coming June 2021, like that type of thing. As soon as, like, her sister figures out what's in the bag, her sister starts screaming, jumping up and down, runs up to them, is crying. Zach starts crying. Then, like, I could cry talking about this. Cheyenne goes up to her mom, and they hug, and her mom is sobbing. Like, just, like, dry heave sobbing. Like, you know, like, that, like, up and down, not dry heave, but, like, that up and down, like, full body, like, with your chest sobbing because she's so happy. Like, Guys, I just love happiness. I love people being happy for other people. I love babies. I love baby announcements. Like, just watching that, like, watching Zach cry because he's so happy that everybody else is happy. And, like, right before this, Cheyenne's friends that had done the PowerPoint were talking to Zach and were like, you know, like, we really like you. We're glad that you're around. Which, like, of course, they, here's the thing. Like, they wouldn't have done that PowerPoint if they didn't like Zach. Like, you, if you actually didn't like someone's boyfriend, you wouldn't come over and do a PowerPoint about them. You know what I mean? You'd be like, no, he's whack. Like, I, don't get back with him. I don't support this. But they were really nice to Zach. It was just a really nice moment. Everybody was so fucking happy. Um, That made me feel good. It made me feel happy for Zach and Chai. And then... They realized that, like, Ryder didn't know because she hadn't told Ryder. And they're like, you need to explain it to Ryder. So she brings Ryder over and she goes, Ryder, you know how you're a big sister because of Mila? And Ryder's like, "Mm mm-hmm. Because Ryder's so little. She's not even four yet in this. And she goes, 
well, you know how Taylor had a baby in her belly? And that's what where Mila came from. And she's like, uh-huh. And she's like, mommy has a baby in her belly. And Ryder's like, mm, okay. Like, kind of like that kid thing. And then, like, a beat later, just, like, leans into Cheyenne's stomach and hugs it and, like, rests her little head on it. Guys. <laughs> I couldn't. And then she goes, you tell my dad? <laughs> It was just a really sweet moment. I feel like on Teen Mom, it's rare that we get, I feel like it's something that I talk about this all the time, right? Like something that I like about Cheyenne's segments is like her extended family and network of friends. Like we're going to pretend that it's not a pandemic when I'm talking about this because obviously they shouldn't have all these people together. <laughs> obviously. But like, you know, they have these 20 people on a boat who are her aunts, her uncles, her dad, her stepmom. I think Zach's dad was there because I think Zach's dad and her stepdad are like best friends, like her mom, her sister, her girlfriends. Like it just seemed like such a nice get together with everybody so genuinely happy. And I feel like that just doesn't happen on Teen Mom that much. And I liked it. So that's it for a boring ass episode. Let's read some Instagram questions. Just, you know, let's take like a little... A little Instagram question moment so that at least we can have a full episode. I mean, when's last time I only talked about an episode for 50 minutes? And I think I spoke about like what's going on this week for 20 minutes or like 15 minutes at the beginning of this episode. Team Mom needs to get it together. We can't, we can't be dealing with this, you know? We can't. Okay, let me pick out some questions. Okay, from IS underscore Simone says, have you watched any of Janelle's recent YouTube videos? No, I'm not interested in them. Um, I will read like a recap, you know, on Reddit. Somebody does a recap and they don't seem that interesting. I don't think I'm like interested in videos of Janelle leaving David when she gets back with him. I think it's very weird that she's putting them out. I'm just not interested in them. I My interest in Janelle is really fallen out. Like I don't care about Janelle anymore. I just don't. Like she is sad and pathetic, you know, like her life is sad and pathetic. It's dark and sad, and it doesn't, like, bring me any joy to follow her. Um, okay, so Jana Juvie says the best possible outcome for Amber post-Purdue. Um, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know. I I think the best, I don't know what the best possible outcome for Amber is. I think the best possible option would be that she, like, actually goes and is fulfilled by school. Okay, Rosa Nightshade, Rosa Nightshade says, did Chelsea quit because of the controversies that keep coming out? Child support lawsuit. I actually had to look this up because I was like, child support? I guess yesterday a warrant was issued for Adam's arrest because he's still not paying child support. Guys, no. Chelsea did not quit because of this lawsuit that nothing is going to come out of. Nothing's going to happen with this lawsuit. Even if it did, they probably wouldn't put it on Teen Mom. Guys, these moms have full control over what comes on TV. <laughs> I'm not sure. Like, have we not all accepted that? Like, if these moms don't want something on television, especially Chelsea, who has, like, full control over who's in her scenes, they're not coming on the show. They're not. It's just not happening. So, no. Chelsea left the show because she makes a fuck ton of money on Instagram and doesn't need to be on this show anymore. That's it. Like, would you... I wouldn't do this show if I could make as much or more money by not having to be on this show. I do think that like her getting a harsher edit with Cole this season is the reason that she decided to leave, but not because like 
because I don't think it's like she got a bad edit so she left I think that for Chelsea for a couple of years as she's been making more and more money online which by the way guys her she has 7 million Instagram followers if you go and look I was looking the other day her posts announcing the new baby got like 1.5 million likes like 25,000 comments like there is so much fucking money for her to be made on Instagram her engagement is insane that's insane anybody that's pulling over a million likes on a photo is making so much money on Instagram but I think that like for a while it has not been worth it for Chelsea like but she was making money it was easy she was really liked and I think that this season like Cole getting kind of a negative pushback she was like well why am I doing this like I don't need the money anymore and now it's like no longer worth it I think for a long time it was like well I don't really like doing this but like you know, in the end, it's worth it because of the amount of money that we make. And I think that it just reached the point where the amount of money that they made, she no longer felt like the criticism or whatever was worth it. And I think that makes total sense. Okay. Um, Eliz Cohn, uh, sorry, I just got a text from Cara Berry about Zoila being pregnant. Zoyella, she's actually like a total blind spot to me. I don't watch a lot of British YouTubers. I only just like know her from being online. Um, Is she still with that guy Alfie? I don't know. But that's cool that she's pregnant. (laughs) Okay, so Eliz Cohn says, why is MTV still holding on to Team Mom New Jersey footage? Or was that a rumor? Girl, I wish I knew. It's definitely not a rumor. They filmed a season of Team Mom New Jersey. They ran fucking previews for it. If you'll remember, they ran those teasers. Um, the Ashley had, like, the full cast members, like, information. It's just never going to see the light of day, and that's genuinely upsetting to me. Okay, um, what is this person's username? 10 Mech says, Amber's weird lives over the last 24 hours. I'm glad that I just read this because I forgot to talk about this in the beginning of the episode. Amber has been on live for the last 24 hours high as fuck. It's so weird. I mean... Amber loves to be on live. Like, Amber loves an Instagram live, loves them. But, like, she is, she can't keep her eyes open. It's so crazy. It's truly me from, like, 2005 to, I don't know, when did I really stop smoking pot? In, like, 2013. Like, I could not keep my eyes open when I smoked pot. Like, I didn't get red eyes, so I was like, nobody can tell. But, like, every photo of me for 10 years, my eyes are just, like, fully closed because I'm so stoned. And that's what Amber looks like. She is so stoned. She's so, it's so weird. I don't know why she gets on live when she's so high. Like, I think that she has a classic case of like, she thinks nobody knows, you know, like that TikTok sound, like nobody's going to know. How are they going to know? Like, I think that that's her mentality. I wonder if Amber likes TikTok. Amber should start making TikToks. I think she'd like them. Okay. Feeny G says, not teen mom, but will you talk about Plathville season two? Um, subscribe to my Patreon. Sorry to be that bitch, but, like, if you go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains, I have a fucking two-hour episode about Plathville. (laughs) Specifically about Plathville season two. Like, I loved Welcome to Plathville. I love that family. Once they come back, I'm definitely going to do more episodes on my Patreon about them. I think that Kim Plath is a fucking star. She's a monster, but she's a star. Um, she's very Carol Baskin. I think that... Olivia and Ethan are a beautiful first marriage. 
I think that they have given each other a lot in this first marriage and that their second marriages will be much better. Um, I think that Mariah is, I'm terrified for Mariah because she will definitely, like, I think the best case scenario for Mariah is that she, like, stays with that boyfriend for the rest of her life because Mariah's in, she's in a vulnerable position. But yeah, I talk extensively about Plathville on an episode on my podcast, so if you want to hear that, definitely come to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. By the way, I'm talking more about um, Sister Wives again because this season of Sister Wives is good. I don't know what happened, but this season of Sister Wives is good. Also upcoming, I have finally my good uh, doc. I can't speak. Finally have my episode on the doc Goodnight Sugar Baby, the murder of uh, Vera Joe Regal, I think is her last name. Uh, I did that. It's a documentary on Amazon. You should watch it. It's pretty nuts. Uh, today, actually, in like two hours, I'm recording Feathers in My Hair early because I'm recording an episode with Troy about Paris Hilton later today. So those are coming up. I'm going to do some more Sister Wives stuff. So come to Patreon if you want to hear my thoughts on non-teen mom things because that's where I talk about them. Okay. Um, Can we just, Irich says, can we just talk about how awful Ryan is? Like, I think, isn't that what I do on this podcast every week? Like, yeah, Ryan's awful. (laughs) I always talk about that on my podcast. Ryan sucks. Yeah, Ryan sucks. He's an asshole. I don't think it's because he's high. It's because he's a fucking asshole and probably always will be. Okay, Natalie Laura Elliott says, what are your thoughts on why Kale and Becky fell out? Interesting. Um, If you don't know, if you don't remember, Becky was Kale's best friend for quite a while but she was the friend that like always gave kale shit and i think that's why they fell out they had actually announced that they were doing a podcast together and then becky just like disappeared from planet earth from planet kale i should say um by the way kale apparently paid in cash for that land that she just bought where she's gonna build a house on i mean i I, good for her i guess i guess i don't know I don't think Kale makes... <laughs> hey, guys, I have a hot take. I don't think Kale makes good financial decisions. <laughs> but I think they fell out because I think that Kale and Becky had very much a relationship where Becky told it like it was, and that was good until it wasn't. I think that is definitely like a a thing that happens in those type of friendships a lot. Like, not a lot, maybe, but it's definitely a thing that happens is that like you know, you, you have this friend and she's messy and terrible, but like she lets you kind of talk shit to her. Like she lets you keep it real with her. And that, I don't know, maybe this is just friendships that I have because I'm definitely a Becky. I know it should really surprise you guys to know, but like I can be harsh with my friends when they want me to be, when they need it. I mean, I've definitely learned in the last like 10 years how to reel it in and like just because I think it does not mean that everybody needs to hear it or they want to hear it but like I definitely have certain friends that like they call me because they want me to hear them like they want me to hear me just like lay out why everything they're doing is wrong like I have one friend in particular that will like call me and I just I'm like okay let's go through it and she's like yeah you're right you're right you're right like she does it because she's uh, she knows I'm the only one that's going to do that for her. I don't I don't un, like do it unsolicited is what I'm saying. Like but I kind of wonder if Becky was doing it unsolicited and Kale got fed up with it. Um that doesn't I'm not like defending Kale in that instance. Like Kale everything that Becky said to Kale I'm sure was right and true, but I do think that like when you are the friend that can be harsher 
um, it's a fine line and friendships will fall out for that reason. I hope that makes sense. But I think basically just like it got to be too much at one point. Like whatever like that dynamic between them where Becky was the one that kept it real. I think that got to be too much for Kale. And so it ended. I wouldn't be surprised if they become friends again though. Um, okay, who, this, Casey Atkin says, who do you think it will, what do you think it will take for Mac Edwards to leave Ryan? <sighs> I, I mean, I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, nothing, I don't, I don't think Mac's leaving Ryan is what I'm saying. Like, I think Mackenzie is in for the long haul. Like, I, I think it will be something stupid. I think that this will very much be a case of, like, something Ryan just doing something that like is a hundred times not as bad as the rest of this like that is like so minor but that will be the thing that sets it off because I think that's usually how these types of relationships ends like the straw that breaks the camel's back will be like really that's why she left and it will be something like that but I think it's going to take quite a while I don't think she's really interested in doing that okay um I will answer this one YouTube question like I said, if you want to hear my thoughts on YouTube, you can go over to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. I talk about so much YouTube on there. I've had some uh, people have asked me to recently talk about Trisha Paytas because I talk about her a lot, but I've kind of been on a Trisha Paytas break because I'm so fucking over and bored of her talking about the vlog squad. I think everybody in the vlog squad is trash, basically. I think David Dobrik and Jason are trash, but I think Trisha is just as bad as them and um, frenemies just becoming like this space to like lay out the vlog squad is so fucking boring to me and also like Trisha's anti-semitism is like ramping up ramping up and ramping up and everybody just ignoring it and pretending like it's not happening is actually starting to make me like legit angry not like fun angry so I've I'm trying to like disconnect from her a little more I'm not really watching frenemies anymore I'm not watching her videos unless it's just her like like, anything that's, like, about David Dobrik or the Vlog Squad, I'm not interested in watching. And it's not because I don't think they deserve to be exposed. I just don't want to hear it from Trisha. I don't. I don't want to hear her talk about Jason abusing her when I know for a fact that, like, she beat the shit out of Jason and she, like, drove her car into Jason's house and, like, was so inappropriate around his kids and, like, all of that shit. And it's like, okay, like you were in a mutually toxic relationship like the two of you were awful together and I like I just can't sit here and listen to you victimize yourself when you were like maybe the bigger abuser in that relationship like I kind of think Trish was actually the one that was more abusive than Jason um I think they were mostly mutually mostly mutually abusive but like I do know that she physically beat Jason on multiple occasions so like why are we sitting here pretending like Jason is the ultimate monster and everything he did to you has ruined your life and not acknowledging the fact that you beat the shit out of him just like you beat up Moses your current fiance I don't know and just like I said the anti-semitism is too much and everyone's like he 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 she just likes Jewish people and it just infuriates me and I can't it's like not it's not fun anymore um and this happens to me with things that like I will hate consume things and it like brings me joy and then then I realize like it's actually has turned to like hate hate not like I love to hate watch this it's like I hate to hate watch this and that means like it's time for me to step away and like stop engaging with this so much and that's kind of where I am with Trisha so I probably won't be talking about her as much on Patreon in the upcoming months but we'll see I mean maybe she'll decide to move on from this or what I'm really waiting for is her and Ethan to have another blow up and that's probably when I'll I'll come back because 
I don't know if Ethan realizes this, but, like, everything that she's doing on his podcast in regards to the vlog squad, like, she will be doing to H3 next year. <laughs> like, she will be doing this. And I just want to reiterate, like, I think David Dobrik is fucking garbage. Like, I think what he did to Seth is really disgusting. I think that he totally uses his power to manipulate his friends. I think it's fucking gross. Like, I don't think what they're saying about, like, the power dynamics and all of that stuff on the vlog squad is wrong. I just don't care to hear, like, too racist because Ethan has said a lot of fucking racist shit, too. Like, go in about how unfair it is that David is racist and not held accountable on their podcast that gets, or their YouTube video that gets 5 million views and they're making, like, tens of thousands of dollars on. It's like, okay, but you're racist, too. So... That's my thing. It's like getting too hypocritical for me. And that's when I start to get like really annoyed with it. But Tana, I, okay, just quickly on Tana. I think I need to do like another Tana full episode. Um, I need to have my friend Christine on again. We did an episode over the summer, I think that was really great. Love Christine. She like, you know, we were just like planning on talking about YouTube. And then for like an hour, we're talking about our mental health issues. Like, it's my favorite thing about my Patreon. And also when people come on Feathers My Hair, just like how willing people are uh, to like talk about really intimate and private stuff with me. I feel really grateful for that. I think part of it is because I get on here and talk about every fucking thing. And so I I like that I'm creating a space where people will come on and share stuff like that. That's really interesting. But I think Christine and I need to do another episode because Tana has become like a shell of herself. I think that Tana um, has drug like, I think she's a drug addict. I don't love to, like, diagnose people, um, but Tana is a drug addict who is in, like, a seriously bad place with her drug addiction, um, and I think that it's very obvious, and I think that her life now is very just, like, fueled by drugs in a way that it wasn't necessarily before, where I think before drugs were an accessory, like, accessory. Now I think that they're a necessity, and I think that, like, her desperation to like stay relevant and like the Jake Paul stuff like she's really become a shell of herself and the reason that I always even though Tana's such a monster the reason that she was always watchable is because she's very funny and like very aware of what's going on on the internet so you could like watch her content at least and now it's like she's not funny anymore she's not entertaining she's just boring and awful so that's kind of what's going on with Tana I did see Trevi Trevi Moran um, who was formerly her best friend and Trevi's had a lot of addiction issues. She's been to rehab, I think like three or four times in the last year and a half. I did see, my friend just sent me this morning a text uh, that Trevi said that, um, that he, or excuse me, sorry, I was just reading something else. Trevi said this morning that she hasn't seen Tana in months and that they're no longer friends. So I'm really glad to hear that. Really glad to hear that. Um, so that's kind of what's going on with YouTube. Like I said, not to be this Patreon plugging bitch, but come to patreon.com if you like to hear me talk about YouTube and there's probably 50 hours worth of episodes of me talking about YouTube. That's the other thing. Like I post one episode a week now on Patreon, but until July, I was posting like five episodes a week. And then until September, I was posting two to three episodes a week. So like if you come pay $5 today, even if you only sign up for a month, like there's thousands, hundreds of hours of content on there. Like there's a lot of fucking episodes. I actually wonder 
if I can tell. I can probably see how many posts I have, and I really only post if I'm posting an episode. Let me see if it's possible. But I have a lot of episodes. You guys know I do a long-ass episode. I don't believe in, like, doing short episodes, which is why I'm doing this. Oh, I can't see the actual number. That's a bummer. But I have about a trillion posts. I'm sure it's somewhere. I have a trillion posts, and you can come listen to hours and hours of content. And, you know, if if you only want to do that for one month and then not pay $5 again, I get it. I think that's great. Um. Oh, I can... No, sorry. <laughs> I just, like, hit somewhere else. It's like, I can see, I can see, but I can't. But, yeah, so come to Patreon, and for $5, you can get a ton of fucking content. Okay, what's next? Um, Maria says, keep talking about Amber and her costume because I was screaming. <laughs> oh, God, that costume. Like, I mean, Amber getting dressed up in a sexy costume it's just so funny. Like, it's just so funny. I just love it so much. The idea that she was like, I look good. Like, I love somebody feeling themselves who looks ridiculous. Like, you can't be mad about it, you know? Oh, this is another YouTube question about the Gabby Church podcast. I thought that was insane. I think that Gabby was just like totally overloading on the trauma and Trish was lying and pretending like she's never had trauma. It was very weird. Um, But I actually do think that Gabby Hanna had quite a lot of interesting things to say about why getting famous online in her early 20s, like, fucked her psyche up so bad. I thought that was kind of interesting. Okay, sorry. I'm, like, losing where I am. Hey, can you discuss this? Link won't post. I'll send it directly. Let's see if I have it. Oh, I just hit the wrong thing. I, like, don't know how to use Instagram. That's not true, but... Okay, hold on. Let me see. Oh, Carl Hart. Um, I don't really want to talk about this. <laughs> Sorry to be annoying, but Carl Hart is this guy. He's a Columbia professor who um, thinks we should legalize all drugs or decriminalize all drugs, which I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. But his theory is that like 95% of people who use drugs don't get addicted. So like we should be figuring out a way for people to recreationally use hard drugs safely, which like, I don't know. And now he's come out and said that he recreationally uses heroin because he's able to get medical grade heroin and he does it like X amount of times a week. And I don't know. I don't fucking know. Honestly, I don't know what I think about it. Like, I'll be honest, like, I don't care. (laughs) Like, here's the deal. I know that I can't recreationally use heroin and I know that what works for me to stay sober and beyond that I don't really care about what anybody else does or why anybody else stays sober I'm just like not that interested in that I'm not going into substance abuse treatment for that reason um you know I think everybody should do what's best for them but I also do think that there is a danger in telling people that recreational heroin use is possible when you are doing it in such a specific way that 99.9% of people do not have access to. I think that that's kind of a dangerous message. I don't think that unless you, like, I don't, I don't see the benefits in you coming out and being like, well, I recreationally use heroin when it's so specific to you and not applicable to other people. Um, but I mean, in general, like, if you're interested in this shit, like, you can go watch his TED Talks. He's in a, I mean, he's a fucking 
like science professor at Columbia. He's brilliant. And I think that the stuff he says about decriminalizing drugs is very accurate. But the rest of the stuff, I'm just like, okay. I mean, I guess, I guess is how I feel about it. Um, Rachel says, it's insane that you don't need to be an esthetician or cosmetologist to do eyebrows. I agree. I found that very surprising. Um, yeah, I was really surprised by that. Okay, somebody said Chris D'Elia and comedy creeps. Um, I think that comedy in general attracts a lot of fucking creeps. I'm not totally sure why, but it does. And I think Chris D'Elia is a fucking awful creep. And I know someone who her best friend was raped by Chris D'Elia. So fuck him forever. He's a fucking pedophile. He likes little girls. And he's disgusting. And so you know, fuck him. Okay. Um, I think that's kind of it. Uh, which teen mom do you think is the best cook? Disqualify Farah because, duh, because we know Farah's a chef, obviously. Teen mom that's the best cook. I would bet that I'm like going through my head, going through my head. Remember tattoo running through my head? Um, <laughs> remember it came out that they like weren't lesbians? That was fucked up. That was really fucked up. Everybody, when I was in college in 2006 and 2007, like, everybody had that picture of them making out on their wall. Which, looking back, we should have been, we should have known that they were not lesbians because that is, like, the most male gazy porn shit ever, that picture of them. But we really believed that. Um, Who do I think is the best cook? Who's on this show? I bet Gary's food is actually fucking good. I bet Gary makes, like, some banging, like, fucking tater tots and lasagna, like some just like fatty ass, starchy ass shit that I love. Like I would fuck with Gary and Christina's cooking, I bet. Like I would like to have a holiday meal at Gary and Christina's because I'm sure it is greasy and delicious. Like I would fuck with that. I honestly don't think many of them are very good cooks. Like, okay, we know Kale can't cook. We know Janelle doesn't cook. We know, I'm guessing Leah doesn't cook. Um, I think we know that Leah doesn't cook. Chelsea, no. I mean, Chelsea, I think, is fine. You know, like, she makes these, like, cheesy lasagnas for her family and then makes herself, like, a carb-free tortilla that she, like, puts lettuce on. And she's like, this is my healthy meal. Like, that's how they eat at their house. So I'm sure the food that she makes for Cole and the kids is yummy and fine, but, like, nothing special at all. Um... Brie, I don't think we've ever seen her cook. I don't know if we've seen anyone in the DeJesus family cook, so I'm not sure about that. Jade, I think, cooks. Jade. Jade is maybe the best cook. I think Jade can cook. She says she can bake, so let's say that Jade can cook. I think Jade, final answer. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay, so I'm looking through... Um, what do you think Janelle's motive is for airing her and David's dirty laundry in the docuseries? Um, I think that that's giving too much credit to Janelle. I don't think Janelle has motives for a lot of the stuff she does. I think that Janelle wants money and views. Like, if that counts as a motive, you know? Okay, I think that's it. That definitely helped us, thankfully. I know there have been, like, five times where I'm like, quick, everybody, tell us what I should talk about. And then I like, don't because I end up actually having enough shit to talk about. But thank you so much for asking questions last minute. I love having an engaged Instagram audience in which I can ask people like last minute to ask me questions and get 20 questions. I appreciate that. 
But I hope that everybody has a good week. And hopefully when we talk again next week, we have a better episode. Okay, everybody have a good one. Bye. This podcast is brought to you by Solid Listen Network. Find me on Instagram at feathers underscore pod.